Welcome to the Pharos Fit Podcast, where we help you to explore your capacity to move better, push further, and achieve your limitless potential through fitness, nutrition, recovery, and lifestyle. Hey guys, welcome back to the Pharos Fit Podcast. Great to be back with you guys again. Uh, I am here today with athlete and coach Lekka Feynman. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I think one of the most impressive things about sport, and in particular CrossFit, it's kind of the master's division. The fact that, that these athletes are able to do such incredible things at um, at an older age than we, we usually think of sport to be is, is pretty special and pretty incredible. And, and Lekka is a three times uh, games, CrossFit Games master's athlete. Um, so first of all, welcome Lekka. Thank you. Thank Thanks you for, for having up. me. It's great uh, to be here. Winter is coming. Uh, uh, Lekka lives in uh, Palm Springs. So she came up to the mountain. It's like, oh, it's it's cold. This weather. Yeah, I put a sweatshirt on. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 just in this last couple of weeks. It's just taken a, a dip in temperature, so we're all kind of adjusting, and getting used to it. But it's it's kind of nice to wear what I call jumpers. What you call you guys yeah, call sweaters? Yeah, hoodies. Got my hoodie um, on here. Hoodies. Um, I'm gonna get my long johns out pretty pretty soon. So it's cool. Um, so like let's um let's just start um, i know people are going to want to hear about you know your time as an athlete and your your adventures at the crossfit games but let's let's go back first of all let's let's give an introduction to you um sure uh, how did you you know how did you become this incredible athlete um, how did you become a coach and and what's your journey been yeah so my fitness journey um i grew up little known fact um in Northern California on a hippie commune, actually. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I had, you know, a very um, non-traditional upbringing, you might say, you know, pretty much roaming around in the woods. Um, we had 140 acres and I, you know, I had horses and we had goats and chickens. So it was a lot of like actual like work um so you know chopping water carrying or chopping wood carrying water um building houses we grew all of our own food um so i grew up very active and um i didn't participate in any like competitive sports i played basketball in high school but I was never like encouraged or, um, you know, like it wasn't like part of my upbringing to be like a competitive athlete. And um, I, you know, throughout my young adulthood, I did, I practiced yoga. I started doing yoga when I was 12, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I did Pilates. I started Pilates in my 30s, did Pilates and yoga through both of my pregnancies. Um, and then it wasn't until I was, 40, I think I was introduced to CrossFit and I was actually going through a divorce at the time. Um, My younger brother had been living in San Diego. He was actually working for um, what is now CrossFit Invictus, CJ Martin. Yes. And he was, you know, it was like 2007, 2008, and he had drank the CrossFit Kool-Aid and was like a fanatic and he couldn't stop talking about it, you know, and he was like, oh my God, you got to try this thing. It's going to change the world. It's going to change your life. It's amazing. I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. I'm good with my yoga and my Pilates and I don't want to get big and bulky. And so really seriously, just to shut him up, I went to a CrossFit class. I was in San Diego visiting him and I went in there and it was like, we did this workout. It was like wall balls and rowing and um, some other thing. And I loved it. Like immediately. I I didn't go to my yoga class I was going to go to that day. I just was like, oh my God, this is great. So what was it you you loved about it? The the feeling or the fun? It was like... 
the intensity, you know, mm. I think that's what it was. It just, um, it was the three, two, one go. Um, it was hard, but it was fun. I like, there were all these like strong women in there and everyone was just like having a good time. It was yeah. just this kind of like raw warehouse space. It was really cool. Um, did you enjoy the, the competitive side of it at that stage? Like, was so it no, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't even like, it was for time. I don't even, I don't even know if we kept score, Right. but then actually that summer, um, I remember going camping with my brother and my stepbrother and they were like fanatics at this point. You know, they right. were, we went, we, we were in the woods and they brought a barbell and a wall ball and we were doing these like workouts in the woods and people are looking at us like we were insane, but we were just having so much fun. Like it was right. just crazy. Right. And then my brother actually came to live with me in Oakland and um, we started building a gym in my garage. Like we put up a pull-up bar, mm. we built these boxes and him and my stepbrother were just like, it was at that time, it was just like, go, go, go. You know, like we were yeah. doing Fight Gone Bad all the time and whatever crazy shit. And it was following the CrossFit main site workout of the day. So this was like mm. 2008. Um, and then he started coaching at CrossFit Oakland. And like I said, I was going through a divorce and I started going to the gym and it like saved my life, honestly. I yeah. mean, I met this community of women. I mean, right away, I was just like invited into this friend group that I'm still like best friends with these women today. And I, I started to, like I had this outlet, you know, to just like deal with all the stress that was going on in my life. I started to just feel like stronger and better. And I just, it was the community really that drew me in yeah. at first. Yeah. And we were, you know, they were doing things like they would have these throwdowns and like fundraisers. That was that year, um, these four police officers were shot and there was like this, you know, fundraiser and everyone would come together and we would have these barbecues and, you know, it was just this amazing community. So that was like the beginning for me. And then it wasn't until, um, for several years, I, I kept going and I, I never thought of, I, I was like, I'm not doing this to compete. Like that wasn't even right, in right. my mindset yeah. at all. Yeah. And there were people at that gym who were going, like the team CrossFit Oakland went to the CrossFit Games in 2000, I think they went in 2008, 2009, I went to the CrossFit Games and you know watched them or um, I had friends that were competing. So I knew that was definitely on my radar. Like I knew that yes. was part of it, but not for me. I was just, I put that off to the side. And my coaches are like, you know, you should try this. You should do this. You should try this. And I'm like, I don't want to compete. I'm not, I'm, I didn't think of myself as an athlete. That wasn't, you know, my identity. So it wasn't till uh, 2012, I turned 45. And that was the first year they had the um, master's division in the CrossFit Open. And 2005. I was, uh, 2012. Oh, actually. 2012. Yeah. So the, I'd been doing CrossFit for yeah. four years. And I did the open, I was 45 and uh, the, I think it was that year they had the seven minutes of burpees was the first oh, yeah. workout. I and I, you know, from my yoga practice, I was really good at burpees because yeah. it was a lot of that, you know, chaturanga jump up, jump down thing. And I did really well on that workout. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, this is cool. I'm good at this. <laughs> and then I kind of was like, well, let what would happen if I actually tried, you know, yes. like what, how good could I get? So for me, it was always this thing about like, how good could I get? It wasn't like, um, who could I beat? Right. It was just, yeah. So it was more of an internal thing. Yes. Um, but again, you know, I kept getting sort of pushed and encouraged by my coaches, which was really amazing. Now as a coach, I see just like having, having someone have faith in me and encouraging me kind of 
made me think, well, maybe this is possible. Yeah. And sure. so 2000, I kept doing the open year after year um, and kept taking it more and more seriously. Um, so by 2015, I think I started actually competing. I think maybe it was that summer I might have entered my first local competition and I, I did terribly. I couldn't do double unders. You know, I just mm. was like, I mean, when I first started, let me back up for a second. <laughs> I could not do double unders. I couldn't run 400 meters without stopping. I had never touched a barbell. I couldn't do a pull up. You know, I, I had a lot of natural athletic ability and body awareness, but um, I didn't, I, was, I sucked, you know, I was yeah. not like, I didn't walk into this being an elite athlete. <laughs> yeah, but, and I think that's one of, the, one of the best things about it is you can see such a tangible growth in terms of skill acquisition with, yeah. with CrossFit. It's like, I didn't used to be able to do these things and now I can do these things and I can do these things really well. Yeah. And that's a really like trackable, traceable, provable. Right, right. We have the metrics thing. and the yeah. data and we keep track. And and that's that is super important. And also seeing other people do it. Like seeing other women like climb a rope and learning how to climb a rope and like having that confidence. Like, oh my God, I could climb fifteen feet up and, and having that feeling, like, well, what else can I do? And then that immediately carrying over, you know, into other areas of your life. Yeah. So that's one amazing thing about CrossFit. Um, so 2015, um, by 2015, I was starting to get competitive. I actually competed on a team um, for regionals that year because by default, there was a spot open. One of the other girls qualifies as an individual. So I had like been the one in the gym who was the next best. So right. I was like, oh, you know, got put on the team and I was terrified and like totally felt out of place and total yeah. imposter syndrome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was really fun. Um, so, yeah, and then the next year, um, I kind of took a year off because I was 49. And then I, by that time, I decided that I wanted, I think 2015, I did pretty well in the Open. I was uh, 34th, right, that year. Um, and I, that year, I remember thinking, oh, maybe I'll make it to the Games. But I realized to want to go to the CrossFit Games, it's like you have to have that as your goal and focus. It can't be yeah. just this like, oh, well, maybe that'll happen. Like yeah. for me anyways. 100%. Yeah. So, you know, by then I had also made this mindset shift um, to where I was identifying as an athlete. And for me, that was a really big change. And I, I see that, in, you know, and it's a big part of what I do now as a coach working with women because making that shift internally of, thinking of yourself as an athlete, you start to um, focus more on what your body can do in terms of performance rather than looking a certain way yeah. or you know, trying to be a certain size or shape. So it's also about how you, know, how you fuel yourself. It's like, oh, I wanna you know, eat the best foods so that I can perform the best. So that was a big thing. Um, and also just you know, saying, okay, I'm an athlete. Like, yeah, I belong here. I, I, I'm, you know, this is what I'm doing. Yeah, you got to shed that imposter syndrome. Yeah, skin. and own it. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, 2016, I kind of took a year off. 2017, I that was the year I decided I wanted to qualify for the games, and I had been doing um, programming. My coach then I was training at End Game Athletics, which is CrossFit EGA, and my coach Arnold Chua um, was doing my private programming, and I started really like dedicating myself to that, and I qualified that year, 2017. So, so in that year, 2017, 
when you started doing the private coaching, how many hours a day were you kind of dedicated? Okay, so this is an interesting uh, life. <laughs> yeah. So how did your training change and how many hours a day are you dedicating to this? Yeah, so <laughs> I was training two hours a day. I was also working full-time as a single mom. I was commuting from Oakland to San Francisco. So, you know, two to three hours of my day was spent commuting. Oh, wow. I was working in a very stressful job for a tech company. I was a senior executive assistant. I was managing, um, a, you know, head of sales for a startup. I was traveling internationally. I was like, I don't even know how I did how it. How you doing it? Yeah, yeah, it was insane. It was freaking insane. Uh, I basically, all I was doing was training, working, and taking care of my kids. Yeah. My friends fell away. My family fell away. I mean, it was like I was, I mean, I had to meal prep every Sunday. I had to, like, my schedule was so tight, and that was all I was doing. I was, like, laser focused. So right. training was, I would train, I would get off work and go straight to the gym. And that would mean, you know, I'd get to the gym after working all day. So I was a lot of times I just I don't even I really don't know how I did. I was just tired. So my training was very focused. Like we were doing I mean, you and I were just talking about this. It was like the least effective amount. Like I wasn't spending I didn't have hours to spend in the gym. I had to get in and get it done and get out. And then when I did have more time um, on the weekends, you know, Saturday would always be a longer piece and then Sunday was just recovery. So the nights I didn't, I have, there was like one night a week where or every other weekend I didn't have my kids. And it was just like, I would go get a massage and get body work done yeah. and, you know, eat yeah. and sleep. So it wasn't, I didn't spend a ton of time. It was just extremely focused. And we were, my training schedule was, you know, I had a list of weaknesses. It was always like gymnastic stuff for me. So I was always trying to focus on those weaknesses and then um, maintaining strength and conditioning, but trying to like, it was like a fine line, you know, of not right. doing too much and being yeah, able to recover. Yeah. yeah. So I qualified that year and I had been so focused on making it. I, once I got there, I was like, holy shit, like now what do I do? You know? Right. Uh, and I think I, um, I qualified in eighth place, so I was like, and then that year, they took 20 then, back then. Um, and the experience of being at the games was like, it's just an amazing, like it was such an incredible, like positive experience. Yeah. Just meeting the other women, you know, from all over the world who are like me, like these crazy powerhouse, like insane people doing yeah. this crazy shit and making it happen, uh, who are, you know, 50 in their 50s. Most of the moms, uh, most of them have businesses or work and just figure out how to do it. You know, and that to me, like I was kind of saying at the beginning, that is the most impressive thing to me. It's like when, when I see like um, a, a young person at the games who's like, you know, dedicated their life to CrossFit and they've, you know, they've given up work and they're just doing CrossFit and they're training three times a day and they're doing all that kind of stuff. Great. Yeah. But it's yeah. not like that's less impressive to me than a single mom who's working a full-time job and doing all this training and going to the games and juggling all these different things, you know, to me, that's a far more impressive situation than someone in their 20s who's given up everything else just to focus on CrossFit and qualify for the CrossFit Games. Yeah, it's it's a whole different ballgame. I mean, it really is. And now it's funny because I, like, sometimes I have to, like, look back and, like, recall 
that version of me and like get inspired by right. myself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, how did I even do that? Um, so yeah, so the first year was like, just being there was amazing. And I did okay. I mean, I finished in eighth place. Um, I was felt- this in California at that point? No, this was the first year it was in Madison. Oh, so Madison. yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. damn it. You know, the first year I qualified, I, I have to go all the way to Madison. But Madison was is really cool. Wisconsin yeah. is beautiful. It was a great experience. And that year, the team that I had been training with also qualified. So the, there was oh, a cool. team at my gym. And that was another thing, you know, back to that whole community piece, like being in an environment where I was surrounded by other athletes and in that competitive training environment, I think that made a big difference too. I mean, I was doing my own programming, but I had other people to train with. I mean, every Saturday or whenever I could, I was training with that team. Yeah. So I was, that, that is one of the interesting things about like CrossFit when it gets competitive is like you, you initially get uh, addicted to the connection, right? So you're initially yeah. addicted to the community because yeah. you're enjoying working out together. But then in order to take it to the next level, you kind of have to isolate. And then go into your own training bubble and get away from the community thing, which is what drew you in in the first place. Yeah. And then you find yourself like, why, what am I doing? You know, day in and day out. I mean, you know, I'd be coming in in the middle of winter and it was cold and dark and, you know, the gnarly part of Oakland, like it's not pretty. And just going into that dark hole and getting into that pain cave day after day after day. And that's what it takes. I mean, it takes that, that consistency just showing up when you don't want to over and, and over and over <laughs> and for those workouts when you were like it was cold it was dark you were on your own like how did what was, what was the main motivating factor just i think for me i you know i'm a perfectionist i um i just had this like i wanted to see what my potential was you know how good could i get and i was once i had put that goal out there to the world like this is what i'm going to do like i had to live up to it i just if I didn't, I would feel like I was just, you know, a failure probably. Right. So it was just kind of like, it was this internal like desire to achieve something and see like how, how good I could get. So that first year, you know, I made it and then I wanted to, I wanted to go again because I learned so much. Like there were so many little rookie mistakes I made and just not feeling confident. So I decided to qualify again, and I did the next year, 2018. Um, and that was probably the most fun I had that year. I um, I you, actually you were more relaxed and you yeah. before, had experience. And... I also started working with a mental performance coach, mm. Grant Parr, who was instrumental in. I mean, so much of my growth as an athlete, as a person, just you know, really building the mental toughness and the mindset piece and getting over that like fear of you know not belonging and that imposter syndrome i mean we worked together we started working together in 2017 and we worked together the next couple years and uh, he's just an amazing coach and i i learned so much i mean we did a lot of visualization a lot of breath work um a lot of you know journaling and so that made a big difference and Mm -hmm. and just in yeah, the experience of being there and being able to just relax and enjoy the process. And you weren't, do you think you were physically much better or it was literally just the mindset and the... I definitely improved, yeah. I mean, improved. I was a lot stronger. Right. I, I wanted, I got a lot stronger. I put on some weight. Um, I had always, you know, I have probably what most people would think of as, you know, a, the opposite problem of I'm always trying to get bigger and stronger yes. and, and be yeah. more, you know, 
just stronger basically. Um, so yeah, I was better. I, although that year I injured myself, uh, warming up, I fell on a rope climb and I, uh, sprained my ankle pretty badly. So that was like, I competed with a sprained ankle, which really sucked. Oh, so I managed, um, I finished in, uh, 11th place though. So I felt fine about that. And like I said, I had the most fun. It was like the experience overall was the best. Right. Um, and then, um, yeah, then I, I went back again. I mean, I don't even know how that happened, <laughs> but it did. I think it was like, I was just in this, that was like what I was doing. Yes. You know, I was yeah, in you, the routine of training. Yeah. I was, by that time I was coaching full time. I was in the gym all the time. Um, it was just what I was doing. Um, so 2019 was different because that was the first year they only had 10. And oh, it, right. the difference between competing in a field of 20 and competing in a field of 10 felt really different to me. I mean, with 20, it was like you can hide a little bit. Right. You know, it's like a, a lot more lighthearted. 10 was just like really cut. Intense, yeah. And I was also 51, 52. I was 52 at this point, which actually the difference between being 52 and 50 is that couple years mixed. I was the oldest in the field. Right. All these other women had just turned 50. They were like right. me when I first came in. And um, yeah, it was a lot more intense. I also went by myself. I didn't have the team that year. Um, it was a different experience. It was still fun and it was good. It was just a lot more cutthroat, I would have right. to say, is how it felt. And also the experience of being um, at the games as a master. You know, the masters are, I would say, an afterthought to the CrossFit games. Maybe right. now things have changed with the new CEO and everything. He seems to be a little more um, appreciative of the masters, but how then it was like, you know, we're basically at the bottom of the barrel and you know, we are last and everything. There's no one in this, nobody really cares. Right. Yeah, so, that's that's because I, I, I've been to the games to, to watch live and you know, obviously watching it on, on TV as well. And it does always feel kind of like, you know, there's, there's not really that many people watching and it, it doesn't really get any like, media hype behind it doesn't get any attention so it doesn't like you don't get the they didn't even 2019 they didn't even stream the masters at all like right. we were not even on the live stream one single bit right. so you know and by that time i did have a sponsor i was sponsored by the local toyota dealership and i had you know some other local sponsors and that kind of sucked for my sponsors i mean i wasn't making a ton of money but they were like enabling yeah. me to go to the games yeah. So there was that. Um, but, you know, it was still an incredible experience. Like, I don't regret a single minute of it. I still was um, around these amazing other competitors. You know, I got to compete alongside some incredible athletes. And being, you know, you're still in, when you're at the games, there's like, there's this huge gym. Um, the masters and the teams have one area, and then the individuals have another area. But you're all in there together. So, you know, you're brushing shoulders with Tia and Matt. And it's, it's a pretty awesome experience either yeah. way yeah. so yeah and, and, and i imagine it must have been very inspiring for the people around you like either back at your your home i gym hope so your, yeah <laughs> yeah and yeah your, and your family and your daughters and that kind of thing it must have been my daughters i don't know i mean um i hope so i don't know i think they you know if you're gonna ask me you know the one one thing i regret is that they think of it or at least I perceive that they think of my CrossFit as time away from them. So there's always mm. a little bit of like resentment. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They're not into it at all. 
I mean, well, they, I yeah. think, well, if they're not now, I'm sure in the years to come, they will come to appreciate like what, what it took to yeah, do that. I hope so. We'll see. You have to ask them. Because it really is, it, you know, it really is an incredible thing. I mean, you know, I've been like on the bleachers of the sport for, for, for a while and, and look at the outside. It's always, it's always incredible to me to see what, what, um, what the it takes, you know, it takes, um, just knowing what it takes, the, yeah, just, the, the time and the, the energy and then the motivation, you know, motivation is hard sometimes, like you were saying, like yeah. when it's dark and it's cold and you're on your own, like it's hard to like, it's hard go to get hard motivated. I mean, having training partners, um, having an amazing coach. I mean, I, Arnold was, he's an incredible coach, you know, having a team of, you know, my chiropractor and my body work, like, it's like you need to surround yourself with a team of people. It's not like you do this on your own. I mean, it was really yeah, like a group effort. For when, sure. you, when you went into 2019, were you like, this is going to be my last year competing? Or was was that not a conscious decision? Was it? I, you know, I almost didn't go. Like, I was like, I don't, I don't know if I want to do this. My coach is like, well, you know, just do the open, just do the qualifier. And yeah, I, I mean, I think I was kind of like done at that point. Yeah, a little burnt out. Like, yeah, I was a little burnt. And I had done other local competitions too. You know, there's a big, it doesn't happen anymore, but there's a big competition in Northern California called the NorCal Masters. I had done that f- four times. I won that three times. Um, and some other, the um, Northern California Classic in Sacramento, I did that. So it wasn't just the games. I mean, there was, it was a lot of competing throughout the year. Um, so yeah, I was, I'm, I think now, I mean, this year I'm not competing. Not to say that I, you know, never will well, again, again, but, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm focusing on other things right now. Yeah, 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 because it takes, I mean, to compete at that level, it's just, it's a huge sacrifice. It's so much time. It's mm. so much energy physically and mentally and uh, everything, like emotionally. I mean, it's, it, I, I mean, that for me, I don't know how, I, I imagine that's how it is for other people. I, I mean, I, I, can't I think it definitely is. I, I think what's interesting is I don't think it matters what age you come into it at. I think you have a shelf life of a, a competitive life of like, you know, whether you start at 35 or whether you start at, at 19, you know, if you compete hard for, let's say, five years, yeah, that's going to take a toll. It takes a, a toll. It does. Both yeah. physically and mentally. And I think you just get to the point where like, I just can't live this way anymore. Yeah. I mean, I like that year, you know, 2017, I'm sure I had adrenal fatigue. Like I was, right. you know, brain fog. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I was just exhausted physically and mentally traveling internationally like all that stuff. Just it, it does take a toll and I'm, you know, I eat really well and I do all the recovery stuff and the, you know, I meditate, like I do everything, but it's still, yeah, it, it wears There's you There's only down. so much you can yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. um, so let's talk a little bit about that. So training for health versus training for competition, because, you know, a lot of people, you know, they start their, their fitness journey or they start uh, CrossFit with, I, I want to get healthier. I want to, I want to lose some weight or I want to gain some strength or whatever it may be. There's a, there's a the impetus behind that. But a lot of people find themselves getting into that competitive mm-hmm. realm, which then in some ways takes away from the, the health benefits or, you know, the, the, the baseline reasoning where you got into it in the first place right. kind of loses its way as you get more and more competitive and then you actually can end up doing more, more damage than good and, and that kind of thing. So yeah. how have you dealt with that? How the, how's that changed now? Yeah. How's your training changed That's now? That's definitely a good question. I mean, there's, there's working out and there's training, first of all. Like to me, training is when you have a specific goal in mind and that can be a goal of like a, a comp- competition goal, or it can just be like, I want to get my first pull up. 
So that's one piece of it. And I think, I mean, I encourage everyone to train, like have a goal in mind because it, it motivates you and it builds confidence. I mean, just to work towards achieving a goal is like, you know, it gives you focus, it gives you drive. And then when you do achieve that goal, that, that amazing, you know, the endorphin rush, the feeling of confidence, it, it's just an incredible feeling. So that's, that's one thing I encourage everyone to do, but getting caught up in, I mean, training for competition versus just being competitive in the gym, there's a big difference there too. Like always trying to chase a number and like just trying to win I think you lose some of the benefit of the experience, you yeah. know, not allowing yourself to enjoy the process for one thing. I mean, I've definitely learned that personally, like there is something to be said for just like enjoying the journey mm. and whether or not you achieve your goal of being on the podium, like, did you enjoy the experience? Like, what did you learn along the way? Because ultimately like, you know, that's what it's all, that's all we have is the, the here and now and the experience that is happening right now. So if you're not, enjoying that and taking that you're just kind of missing out on everything yeah well so, yeah and i, I do I kind of on the, on the point we touched on earlier like i see a lot of people who fell in love with crossfit and, and loved working out with people and loved like that, that kind of friendly competition and then got to the point where they started taking it seriously kind of like took themselves out of the group workouts to, to work out on right. their own because they had to do their own programming so then they're, they're basically isolated they're basically just training on their own in the gym for you know, the what community's right? still like, there yeah but it's not the same feeling um and then they're you know they're competing in in whatever it is and they're you know they're coming you know whatever the position is but it's not it's not enough, it's not high enough to, to earn yeah. any, any living or any or any real money yeah. from it so then you ask the, the question of is it worth it is it worth doing that to yourself for something that is not it's certainly not going to pay you a living. It's certainly not going to give you any financial reward. Right. And is it, getting, is it giving you the same feeling of, of enjoyment and fun and, and, and thrill that you had when you were working out with everybody else and enjoying that kind of group dynamic? Um, I, I just wonder because I, I see it so often. Yeah, I do too. And I, I, it's like people repeating open workouts. Like for what? Like why? I mean, you're not going to make it to the games. Why are you beating yourself up? Why are you like potentially injuring yourself? Why are you wasting your energy on this. And yeah, it's that same thing of like, you start, you know, I, I find myself, I fell into that rut. Like I started off just because of the community. Then I got in the competitive thing. And then I was like, still trying and trying. And like, I can just relax now. Like I don't have to be, and I see people doing that still. It's like, they're in there grinding away and not having any fun. No, like just like, yeah. and I'm just like, yeah, what is, what, why are you doing this? Like, and I, it, sometimes I think it's like, maybe easier to do that than something else like you know if you're spending all your energy in the gym where else could you be directing that energy like is yeah. that like preventing you from f dealing with a relationship or your career or i don't know i mean well <laughs> I mean, ultimately if you're spending if you're spending three three and a half four hours in the gym a day training it really is, and it's not. That's not your living. That's not how you're you're making your money. Yeah. You know, to me, it's like there's there's a very finite time you can you can do that for. Yeah, like, and you, it's not necessary. It's like there's a law of diminishing returns. You know, yeah. after a certain point, you're you're not really getting the benefit from it. Right. I don't, and especially now. I mean, as you get older, like you just can't keep. And you you can't possibly recover 
no from that no Your volume it's not, of work it's not possible did you did you exp- i mean there's been it's been in the news recently again um did you witness or you know did, pe- did people talk about like the steroid thing much in the masters realm when you were in there oh yeah i mean um I get asked a lot. I mean, you can't see I'm wearing a sweatshirt, but I Yeah, am, you, should, I you should, guys should know that Lekka is, is rich. Like if, you were, if you were to see her body, you would think, I mean, you have a bodybuilder's almost physique. Yeah, like I a, get, I people think I'm a bodybuilder. If yeah. they don't know what CrossFit is, they think, oh, you know, do you do bodybuilding? Um, I've been asked if I take steroids. I never have, I never right. would. And the first year that I competed in 2017, the woman who won in my age division got popped for right. steroids. And I think in other age divisions, I mean, it's it's everywhere. And people think, oh, no, CrossFitters don't do it. Well, they do. And it turns out, yes, in fact, you know, it's coming out more and more. There are people more and more people are getting tested and popped. So I, um, yeah, I mean, I've been right next to people who have been doing it. Um, friends of mine who I was like shocked were doing yeah. it. And were they were they open with it to, to you or was it just like you found out? Yeah, nobody I know has ever been open about it. Right. Um, I mean, I, I could see why, you know, I, I get it, why someone won't want to do that. It makes you stronger and faster and recover faster. But there's huge side effects. Like, I, to me, I would, it's, there's no way I would do it. Like, yeah. there's not any, there's no reason. I, but. I, the only thing, the only thing, and the only argument I, I make for it is if, if you have two guys uh, I don't, I'm talking about men because I understand a man's body more than I do a woman's body. So <laughs> yeah. I don't wanna, but um, when it when it comes to testosterone, like a man's testosterone can drop very significantly from his thirties onwards, and, and some men's testosterone drops a lot more quickly than others. Yeah. Um, and if I were to go and get tested, and if my testosterone was was low to the point where they would say to me, "Look, this is dangerously low. If you don't do something about this, like there are there are there are health implications here." So if I were to take, um, if I were to supplement with testosterone to get my levels back up to a healthy range, am I then guilty of cheating? Yeah, I mean, you it's, know, it's a, it's a, it's a complicated there's thing. There's women too. I mean, testosterone is very important for women too. Right. I mean, I have you know clients who are in that situation where, you know, they're not producing testosterone and they're taking it because they need to for health reasons. Right. So, I mean, that's. And they know that maybe that's going to disqualify them. So, you know, there's enough of a window or, but so I think there's a time and a place, you know, for sure. And you have to decide if that's what you want to do. But yeah, that might give you an edge over some other guy who's not taking it. Yeah, it's a difficult thing because it's a legitimate reason to to take testosterone. Right. um, Because like I said, there are health implications to having very low testosterone. So, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, Difficult. I mean, people supplementation, very, very... it's, it's a, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, now, you know, people are, they're getting pop and they're saying, well, it was in my wall. I didn't even know I was taking it. So right. I don't, maybe that does happen. It's like, it's possible. And there's I a guess. big difference between something like testosterone and something like Anabar, right? So it's right. like, there's right. a reason why you would take testosterone because of, right. you know, but there's, there's, there's certain, um, certain drugs that there's, there's no medical reason that you yeah. would need to, to take. You know, it's funny. I actually, um, the only thing I take is CBD. And I, when I started taking it, uh, you know, occasionally THC, but um, I, my coach gave me some CBD several years ago before it was like, you know, before you could get it yeah. in Walgreens. Yeah. And he's like, you know, you could take this, but stop taking it, you know, a couple months before because it, it's, it might be illegal. And it, oh, really? <laughs> it was oh kind God. of funny. I was like, now it's like, whatever. But it just helps with inflammation and pain and recovery. So it was, that's, you know, there's that. <laughs> yeah. So 
you know, your whole experience in the games, your whole experience of CrossFit, how has that shaped what's next for you? Like how you work with your clients and, and your, your workshops and stuff like that. How, how are you taking all that knowledge and all that experience and how are you applying that now moving forward? Yeah. So uh, I'm still coaching. I mean, I coach full time. It's my business. My business has changed. I mean, I'm no longer coaching in a CrossFit gym. I mean, occasionally I'll fill in here and there. But um, my focus now is on, you know, being an inspiration and a leader and guiding women in claiming or reclaiming their inner athlete because for me that was such a big piece of once I made that shift and I got over that fear of you know getting bulky and getting strong and or whatever I was able to just like find so much joy and strength and power in my own body so I you know that's what I hope to you know impart to my clients and what I'm doing now with my work and um, you know I'm starting to produce retreats um, and so it's And all, you know, the experience that I've gained in CrossFit with not just the physical training, but the mindset training and the fueling for performance, you know, all of that is what I carry over into my coaching and my working with clients. And at your retreats, are you aiming specifically at kind of master's women? Is that kind of your... I'm, they're designed for women, I say like 45 plus, not mm-hmm. necessarily like competitive CrossFit athletes. Right. Just people um, who are interested in getting Yeah, I mean, women who are, I would say, entering the next phase of life. Um, and, you know, we're dealing with hormonal changes and just life changes, you know, maybe kids leaving, career changes. Mm-hmm. And especially now, the past two years, what's been going on in the world and dealing with all these crazy stresses and so providing like tangible tools that women can take back into their life to help mitigate just the stress and challenge of everyday living (laughs) so it's you know it's mindfulness it's nutrition it's movement um it's really like tuning into your own body and you know we are our own best healers so it's like spending the time to just slow down and getting in touch with ourselves, I think is just really important. And I mean, I find that now it's like, and you know, we touched on this earlier. It's like that, that kind of concept of less is more sometimes, you know, being more recovered is going to enable you to hit it harder and be able to perform better. So you mentioned nutrition. Um, I want to touch on that briefly. How has your nutrition changed as you've gotten older? Like, have you, have you had to change much or what what are you noticing? So I, you know, the way I grew up, um, I just kind of, I inherited a really good sense of how to eat well. Um, You know, organic, you know, nutritionally dense, all that stuff um, was just like, that was common household knowledge to me. I mean, I come from a family of amazing cooks and foodies. And so I've always had like a love and awareness of food. But, you know, as an athlete, I... I needed to fuel more. Like I, I, I realized I is eating well, but not enough. So I did work with a coach um, in 2016, Matt Walrath. Actually, um, he helped me. F- I learned all about the whole macro thing, and since then I've really leaned into it. I mean, I studied nutrition. Um, I'm certified in nutrition, and as an athlete, um, I've had to really just focus on fueling for performance instead of just like. Being, I mean, I've never been on a diet. So for now, you know, getting older as women, especially we need more protein because our ability to synthesize protein, you know, from our food declines. So getting the protein, getting, you know, timing is really important. So, you know, packing your carbs and protein around your training is super important. 
and getting enough um, fiber. So, you know, that whole thing about eating the rainbow is super important. Mm. Eating all the colors of fruits and vegetables to get your micronutrients and the fiber that you need for your gut microbiome. Those things are just, you know, not just for how you look and your performance in the gym, but for your brain health. Like there's sure. that, that big connection to yeah. the gut microbiome um, is very important. And as you know, for women, as we age, the hormonal shifts, our diet becomes more crucial too. So just yeah, you really having to pay attention to that. What used to work, you know, when you were 20 or 30 just doesn't work anymore. So yeah. you need to get it dialed in. Are you good with water? Do you drink a lot of water? I could probably drink more, especially now living in the desert. I yeah. probably don't drink enough water. Yeah. <laughs> and also just drinking, you know, I have a client, she told me the other day, she's like, I'm drinking a gallon of water and like, well, make sure you're putting electrolytes in there. Right, right. Because you need the water, but you need to make sure you're hydrating properly, getting those salts. salts as well. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, what about supplements? Um, again, as, as a master's athlete, what do you find has kind of been essential for you? Um, so I right now I'm not actually taking I mean, I take a uh, recovery shake after I work out. Um, so that's whey protein yeah. mi mixed with carb powder. I take BCAs. I mean, if I'm training like at a high level, which now I'm not, I'm, I would take creatine. Um, I would be taking a really good quality, good quality omega-3, so yeah. fish oil. Yeah. I would take vitamin D, yeah. um, magnesium. Yeah. So those are like the main things. Beyond that, I would say I would recommend you need to get your blood levels checked to see if you're really deficient in something sure. before I would go and like recommend. Yeah, all the ones you, you mentioned there are basically my staples yeah. that I would take kind of year-round. And then I would agree, like, beyond that, you need to have your blood work done, see, yeah. if, see if you're lacking anything. But I don't think with, with omega-3, with vitamin D, with magnesium, with BCAAs and, and recovery shakes and that kind of thing, that's pretty much uh, and round. And, you know, you need to make sure you're getting, you know, a couple servings of veggies at every meal and all that yeah. other stuff. Uh, too, yeah, so. and this is, this is like assuming that your Yeah, assuming your everything else is dialed in. Balance right. is good. Right. Yeah. 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 And then, I, like I said, the CBD for me helps with sleep. Um, I do take ZMA. I kind of go between magnesium and ZMA, um, zinc, yes. magnesium. So ZMA, that's, zinc, and, uh, zinc, and magnesium. Uh, yeah, for sleep. Um, yeah, so those, those are the main but ones. But theanine, do you take any theanine? I have taken it just like for stress and sleep. Yeah, yeah that's another one that can, can be helpful. I don't take it regularly, but I do recommend that sometimes if someone's really struggling. Sleep yeah. is like a whole other thing, and I have a whole like sleep protocol, um, sleep hygiene, um, yeah, we could talk. Oh, I'm sure you could do a whole podcast on that. Right, <laughs> right. That's super Are you the important. kind of person like switches off all electronics like an app before bed? And does I should. Stuff, I mean, do as I say, not as I do. But yeah. yeah, I try. I mean, I do try to dim the lights. Um, I sleep in a dark room. I sleep with a sleep. I, I Sleep is like become something I'm like, I'm a I sleep Nazi. I call myself like I'm Honestly, really. Honestly, I think it's the most important thing. It is. Do. If it's... you're not sleeping, you might as well not even be working yeah. out. It's like there's no point you mentioned before about brain fog honestly if i don't sleep <laughs> i have the worst brain yeah. fog i just totally cannot yeah get through the yeah day. so sleep is really big um and i work with people you know a simple thing is just checking all those things like how much caffeine are you drinking i definitely i yes. drink it in the morning i don't drink it in the evening um yeah yeah right. so yeah that's crucial for masters for anyone babies i mean you know that you have a little kid it's i know like, i know yeah so you mentioned the, the retreats and stuff like immediately what, what's happening for you in the next year what's your yeah next year so my like? first retreat is actually happening the end of this month in palm springs um women's wellness retreat and i'm super excited it's sold out so there's 12 women coming and it's three days of um nutrition workouts mindfulness uh, we're going to be doing yoga and meditating and hiking and 
Uh, there's like a strength piece and a like a high intensity workout, some pool workouts. We're doing breath work. So um, it's, you know, it's a chance for women to get away, connect with each other, connect with themselves and reset and then have those tools that they can take back with them. Fantastic. And you have like 12 12 women on that? 12 women on that. And um, so I'm launching this as a business. I'm I'm planning to do these throughout the year. I know you guys are doing these too. Um, I think it's something that people really need right now. And especially like I find when I'm in a group of women, it just, it's like food for my soul. It's, it's just, it feels really great. So I'm creating that. And so far it's been very well received, which I'm super grateful for. It's super exciting. Fantastic. Well, and you, the first, the first one sold out yeah pretty quickly so yeah it did yeah um it, it and just then, goes to show that people are looking for it you people know. are needing it definitely yeah. yeah and then i you know i work with clients one-on-one um fitness and nutrition and mindset kind of are the the focused mostly women i mean i do have some male clients but you know my goal is really to just be an inspiration and leader for women to you know that whole inner athlete thing and just really like loving their bodies i feel like that's just something that um you know, we as women just don't do. And it's it's really sad to me. So yeah. trying to reverse that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's a noble cause. And, yeah. and that kind of leads me on to my next uh, question, which I ask everybody on the podcast. Uh, what is your purpose? Like, yeah, like, I mean, what is your job? Yeah, what is your it's purpose? just that. I Just to be an inspiration and guide and leader in helping women uh, claim or reclaim their inner athlete and just live their strongest and healthiest lives and love their bodies and love their life. That's, that's why I'm here. <laughs> Amazing. Um, where can people find you? What's the best way to reach out to you if people are interested in the uh, retreats? Yeah, um, my website is probably the best way. Um, LeccaFeinman.com. I mean, I'm on Instagram and Facebook, but as we saw last week, <laughs> I might not always be there. Lekka Feynman um, on Instagram um, or in Lekka at LeccaFeinman.com. It's probably okay, the best great. way. Great. Well, I yeah. wish you all the best with that. I mean, I think you're doing amazing things. Uh, obviously, you're an incredible athlete, incredible coach, Thank incredible you. person. And I think what you're doing is, is so needed and so valuable. And um, I, I can't wait to see, you know, what you do with it and where, and where it goes and where you take it. And obviously, I look forward to seeing more of you yeah. up here and working with here. you on these things. Because like we're, so Lekka's like an hour down the mountain um, and it's a beautiful kind of drive down. Yeah, so hopefully gorgeous. we'll be able to do some, uh, we'll be able to do some yeah. sync ups and some. We're going to go work out right now. I hope we're gonna work, awesome. She's going to put me through something right now, Brandon. <laughs> I'm kind of scared. <laughs> Thanks so much. It's All a right, pleasure Lekka, to be here. Yeah it's, yeah, it's so good to, to have you on. Um, that is it for today, guys. Um, like I said, make sure you check out Lekka, uh, LekkaFeynman.com. Um, she's doing great work. Um, you know, especially if you are a woman and, uh, over the age of 45, you need help with uh, mindset, with nutrition, um, with, with workouts and that kind of thing. Truly, yeah, truly, yeah, truly a great resource. She's lived it. She breathes it. She knows all about it. So this is where you should go. Um, so, so please reach out. Um, thanks for tuning in today. Um, obviously, uh, we are open fully now, 1316 Glendale Boulevard uh, at uh, Farris Eka Park. Um, the Lodge, um, we are sold out on our, our next retreat in October, but we have just launched our next year retreats um, starting in January. So check those yeah, out. Come to wanna... the retreats. They're great. I'm going to test them. So check those out as well. And then come see us at the Lodge. And uh, yeah, until next time, take care. Thanks, guys. Bye now.